Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into the Friday edition of Sports Call Live on Tiger 95.9, sportscallauburn.com, the Tiger Communications app, or after the fact on the Sports Call podcast. Today on the show, Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry, and for the final time on Sports Call, Javon <laughs> Cutler. Javon's last day on the show, last day here at Tiger Communications before he takes off to Bristol, Connecticut to join the ESPN. Going to be working on the radio side of things there. And uh, so this show uh, will be dedicated to Javon. We will have a sports call trivia between myself and Javon. Should I throw the game on purpose? We will consider. <laughs> uh, but uh, we will uh, we'll be talking all about Javon today on the program. Also going to take your calls and uh, try and get a little talk into the Sweet 16 games we saw last night and the Sweet 16 games we will see tonight, um, as well as doing all of this in just an hour-and-a-half show again at 445. We have more softball. This of the Auburn University variety. Auburn softball taking on number 8 Kentucky in Lexington, a three-game series opening tonight at 445, 5 o'clock first pitch with Britt Bowen here on the Auburn Sports Network. So we'll be getting off air at 430 again uh, to make way for that. So without further ado, turn it over to the guys. Hope everyone is doing well today and on this Friday. Uh, let's start with how we're all doing, and then uh, I don't know if you want to say something about Javon beginning of the show, end of the show, <laughs> uh, but uh, hope everyone's doing well today. Yeah, it's a, it's a great day on the Plains. Very beautiful weather outside. The equestrian SEC championships in town this weekend. So Auburn women's equestrian getting ready to uh, kick things off against Georgia in their first round meet just about now. So hopefully Auburn uh, equestrian can get a, get an SEC title here this weekend. Baseball, as you said tonight, starting off three game series. Hayden Mullins going for the for the uh, the Tigers out in College Station, Texas. The softball is up in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, watch a little hype video for them earlier today on that, that was posted. It looked like they're getting some good practice in up there. And I'll tell you what, we haven't mentioned a lot because it is just spring training, but the Braves in action this afternoon taking on the Red Sox. They're up 6-1 to one in the very late innings of that one down in Northport. So some Braves baseball action this weekend. Excited for that. And uh, I, I guess I'm excited, but also it's, it's not very exciting for us that Javon is leaving us, but it's exciting for him that he's leaving us. Uh, wish he would stay forever and forever and ever and ever and ever, but everyone's got to move on at some point. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more. We'll, we'll say more goodbyes later, but it, it's been really exciting to share the airwaves with uh, Mr. Cutler and uh, can't wait to have, make this uh, one of the best shows ever. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, doing ha- Having a really good day today. It's been a lot of fun uh, around the office. Everyone's saying their goodbyes to Javon. And, uh, you know, it's 
it's it is a sad day for us at Tiger Communications, but it is also a very exciting day because, like you said, Brooks, he's he's getting called up to the big leagues, and you know every time that happens, it hurts the AAA team or the AA team, whatever you want to refer to us as. But it, 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 it hurts the minor league team, but it's better for uh, Javon that he goes and, and takes this opportunity. And obviously, we're all super excited for him, and uh, you know and. Man, I wish him nothing but the best of luck, and we know he's going to do great stuff up in Bristol, um, which is you know an entirely different world than Auburn, Alabama. But you know we're, we're very excited and very uh, very happy for him, and excited to see what he does going forward. Uh, and, and in sports, you're right. We've got um, the Braves playing a spring training game against the Red Sox right now. We've got the Sweet 16 from last night that we've got to dive into, and I am very excited for this trivia that we have planned today. <laughs> Brooks uh, Brooks is a clever boy. And uh, he has designed this trivia game, and he has already let us know that he has a couple of tricks up his sleeve. So I'm very excited for whatever that is whenever it comes up. So very excited to be on the show today. Yeah, I'm excited to be on the show today as well. And, yeah, we have a lot of great content for the hour and a half of Sports Call today. And, uh, yeah, I mentioned the Sweet 16, lots of exciting games last night, a couple of upsets, a couple of number one seeds went down so we'll definitely talk about that throughout the show but it's been forever since i've done trivia like it really has felt like forever since i have done trivia i know uh brandon and i did a couple of trivia matchups before um i haven't done one against you ryan in forever though so it should be fun but um but now i'm looking forward to the show and um appreciate the kind words all you guys have said i'll say a little bit more towards the end of the show um but no i appreciate everything that you guys have done for me and um yeah let's just get this show on the road as they say yeah and, uh, we will have a trivia game in just a little bit with javon and myself brooks will kind of host that one we don't do trivia as much during the busy times of year that's probably why this is the first trivia in a few months is during football basketball season uh, obviously a lot to talk about so uh and still a lot to talk about with with the ncla tournament and baseball and that sort of thing but wanted to go ahead and Give Javon one more game here at it. Uh, so we'll be doing that a little bit later in the show, probably maybe uh, maybe as soon as 3.30 since we only have uh, an hour and a half on the program today. So let's go ahead and go to our Auburn Make phone line, 334-887-341. Locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. And here to say a few words to Javon, one of our most loyal callers, Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve joins us. Steve, how are you doing? Hey, doing good. Good afternoon. Uh, am I calling uh, ESPN Radio, Javon Cutler? <laughs> yes, you are, Steve. Yes, Steve. <laughs> hey, this is Javon Cutler. Listen, uh, I um, I wish you the very best. I just uh, I was taking my surprise. I didn't know that uh, you've been given a strong-ass offer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Steve, ESPN. They were able to give me a great offer um, and pry me away from here, but it's going to feel bittersweet for sure leaving all of these guys and um, interacting with callers like you and the many jokes that you make on the air, Steve. Um, I'll definitely always remember your Pepto-Bismo bit for sure. Well, uh, you can take some with you, then and that'll uh, be reminded. Uh, we're gonna, you, you're going to be missed, Javon. You really are. Uh, can you are you at liberty to tell us what you'll be doing exactly? Oh uh, yes, I'll be a production assistant with ESPN Radio, so I'll be helping out with the production side of things for their radio shows and other things of that nature. Wow! Uh, so, so this has been in the works, or this was a, uh, kind of a sudden offer you got? Um, I found out a couple of months ago as far as going through the application process and interview process and things like that. So you could say it's been in the um, 
works for a couple of months and then i officially found out a couple of weeks ago that uh are they officially offered me the job a couple of weeks ago wow well i, I again i was taken by surprise i didn't see your name uh, anywhere on any of the transfer portals <laughs> went under the radar steven way under the radar apparently it was a silent commit <laughs> exactly all right so uh how soon will you be leaving um, well, I'll be leaving Auburn tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but a Sunday, and I'll be flying to Connecticut next Thursday. So officially, it'll be next Thursday when I leave for Bristol. Oh, that's a real quick move then. Wow, okay. Uh, I'm sure you probably uh, have some uh, anxieties and also are looking forward to it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be a whole different change of scenery moving from the south to the north because I've been in the south my whole life. So adjusting to people up north and the environment and things of that sort but it's also exciting because you get to start a new endeavor so it's definitely something that i'm looking uh, forward to but it's definitely gonna feel really bittersweet like i've said before leaving all these guys and leaving the south and things like that well i'd say this is quite uh, a compliment that uh, uh you were uh, apparently uh, uh a a choice of psp and radio uh to come on to their uh, production staff so uh, I'm not surprised. Though. I know you'll do you'll do well. I hope once in a while we get a chance that you can uh, you know call in and uh, um, you know tell us how you're doing. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm still going to keep in touch with everybody. Definitely going to still listen to sports call and call in occasionally to get some thoughts about Auburn sports or whatever else is going on. Definitely check in with these guys. Uh, of course, now you know you'll have to learn uh, the. Um, the slangs up there, you know, like, you know, it's no more, hey, y'all, it's you all. That's true. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they'll probably pick up that I'm a Southerner real quick because of yes, sir, yes, ma'am, things like that, because sometimes they don't always say that, so they're probably like, this guy's too polite. He's probably from the South, so yeah. <laughs> I believe they call uh, what we call, you know, like, soda here, they call it pop up there. Yes, yes, I've heard that before. Yeah, they call soda a uh, pop up there. Yeah. All right. So um, have you seen the studios already where you'll be working yet? I have not. Uh, they're pretty secretive, I'd say, up there at ESPN. So, like, they're really strict as far as um, access. So, honestly, I probably won't see the studios until it's my first official day there. Okay. All right, then. Well, uh, real quickly, uh, I went to sleep last night uh, before 11 o'clock thinking that uh, Texas Tech had it wrapped up. Tell me what happened. How did uh, J.J.'s team come back? Yeah, so they made, uh, what, seven straight uh, minutes without a field goal, yeah. um, without missing a field goal. And I know Jeremy Roach was a huge part of that once again. So Yeah, they uh, they did not. They literally did not miss the last seven or eight minutes of the game. Wow, because Texas Tech looked like they were in control, at least for the most of the first half and definitely part of the second half when I left it. So they uh, just got taken over then. Yeah, Duke, uh, Duke could not be stopped, and Texas Tech's offense was still pretty good, but uh, they just can't – they couldn't score every time like Duke could. So, let's see now. Could you have ever predicted that Gonzaga was going to get beat by Arkansas? Uh, it was not a high probability, but uh, we know how this tournament goes, and uh, we, we talked yesterday about Arkansas. They were able to – uh, have a good game from J.D. Note, which interestingly enough was not good in all facets. He scored well, but he took a million shots to do it. Uh, but they got Chet Holmgren in foul trouble, and they met the advantage that Gonzaga had down low, 
they still had an advantage, but they did not have an overwhelming advantage. They uh, only won the big man battle by a little bit, so they were able to make the Gonzaga guards beat them, and Gonzaga's guards did not play well at all last night. Well, just to give you uh, just an idea that these computers uh, apparently have some bad programming. Sportslines.com computer, because I go to see you know uh, who they're picking and the probabilities. They had sit down. They had Gonzaga having a ninety cent probability of winning, ninety percent. That's substantial. And they had a winning by seventeen points. Dang, uh, now, seventeen would have been. I, I would yeah. have been surprised by that. Now, uh, what uh, I also remind myself: this is this is the same team that they had to go into double overtime at their place to beat us by four points, I think, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Uh, so that tells you how good really our team was to play at their place and to have gone to double overtime uh, and, and lose by four points. And here's Gonzaga, uh, the, the number one overall seed, right? Yeah, I saw a, a thing today. Uh, Gonzaga played Arkansas, and they played Alabama this year, and they were 0-2 versus the SEC uh, in, in the basketball world. Yeah, they got slammed by Alabama. I think they got beat by 30-some points. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, so I'm sure uh, Mr. J.J. is ecstatic over his Duke team still making it. So now we've lost three. Um, who's the fourth seed? Uh, well, we've lost Arizona, lost Baylor, and we've lost Gonzaga. Who's the fourth number one team? Kansas. Kansas, okay. Who they got to play? Kansas plays Providence, the four seed tonight. The winner of that game plays the Miami-Iowa State winner. That's Auburn. Okay. That was Auburn's region. All right. So, guys, of course, I'm. Well, I've been mayhemed. Uh, I'm out of all my brackets. Who do you? Who do you think has the highest probability of going not only to the Final Four but make it to the finals? I would go on record as saying I think Duke's going to win the national championship now. Um, do you? Yeah, I, I don't do that just out of pessimism. I think when you look at the the storyline and you look at how they played in close games. Uh, how good their offense has become. And, and you've seen marketed improvement from their point guard, Jeremy Roach, throughout the season. Uh, their defense is still not great, but I'm not sure that there's a lot of teams that can just go and outscore Duke right now uh, remaining in this tournament. You know, North Carolina can. Uh, they did it to a couple weeks ago. They still right. got to They still got to get there, though, to make the Final Four. I don't think Purdue is a team that would favor very highly over Duke because they are not, they're more of a slow uh, plotting team. Um, you know, I think Houston would be interesting because Houston can defend and can score, but that wouldn't be until the national championship game. Uh, looking at our, their next opponent, Arkansas, you know, I, I don't like that JD Note was still ultimately 9 of 29 from the floor. Uh, if he goes 9 of 29 against Duke, they ain't winning. Uh, he's got to have to. Um, shoot less and <laughs> make more than that. So, um, yeah, I, I just think the way Duke is playing, uh, I certainly hope not. I don't want them to win, but I, it might be written in the stars for them. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think they would make it this far, uh, really. Um, but what about Villanova? Villanova's good. Yeah, Villanova's a good team. Uh, they would not face them until the national championship game. Villanova will play Houston, and I think what will be a terrific Elite Eight matchup tomorrow, that'll be the uh, first game. Uh, prior to Arkansas Duke. Uh, Villanova's good, but but again, I, I just think that what Duke is doing offensively now, 
uh, it, you, there's really no obvious way of stopping them because when uh, at, at times they went down low and Mark Williams got really involved offensively in that second half, uh, or at least to open the half, uh, Bancaro made perimeter shots, which when he's making perimeter shots, there's no way of defending him. Uh, Griffin's a great three-point shooter, and now that Jeremy Roach, the point guard, is starting to play really efficient and clutch basketball, he's made two clutch shots both in the Michigan State and the Texas Tech game. I just don't think there's anyone that you're comfortable with taking shots on defense. I, everyone for Duke is a threat. Um, okay, then. Well, but like he, uh, like, like Thomas told me repeatedly, you never know. Yeah, you know, you never do. Um, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm pessimistic. Now speaking of, you never know, guys. Were you surprised? Because I sure was that Devin Cambridge is leaving and uh, has decided to enter the transfer portal. In short, no. Uh, we've expected transfers. Um, you always look to the guys that didn't have huge roles in the team, and while Cambridge played decent minutes, uh, obviously there wasn't an improvement aspect in his shooting and his scoring. Uh, he always was a guy that hustled. He always had unbelievable dunks, but uh, he wants to go play with his brother at the end of the day. And so uh, his brother Desmond Cambridge transferring from Nevada, and so those two are going to go to the same place. And I think I think it was just smart for both of them to start over and, and go to that place together. Any thoughts on where that would be? I think uh, one of the more obvious transfer, one of the more obvious locations would be Vanderbilt. Their younger sister is a point guard for their basketball team, and uh, they have another little brother that is uh, has a couple of SEC offers. One of them from Vanderbilt, so it, it wouldn't shock me to see them end up there. I, I would hate to see Auburn play against Devon, uh, and I don't think he wants to play against Auburn, but it, it would not shock me if they ended up at at Vandy. Wow. Speaking of a, a little bit of a surprise, I guess, uh, what were your thoughts, guys, about um, Demetrius Davis uh, just deciding to leave? Also did not find that to be too surprising because ultimately uh, guys that are usually the backups transfer from schools, let alone the guys that are third, fourth, fifth on the depth chart. And so D. Davis obviously uh, was lower on that quarterback battle. He was not ever going to win it. It was a matter of if he could hold off a freshman like Gurner or a transfer like Ashford, but he was never going to be the starter or really even the backup. So uh, not too surprising, and I wouldn't be shocked if one more transferred by the start of the season um, or at least by the end of next season. So um, that that's just the nature of the quarterback position. You're not going to keep three or four guys on there for very long. I understand that. You know, it shocks me, though, guys, uh, because I remember reading this guy had broken – all-time records in in the history of Texas high school football. Sure, I mean, and there's great. How did that happen? Well, and then he doesn't even get uh, backup uh, your playing time. He played with other athletes that were world class athletes. He played on a he played on a North Shore team that was absolutely incredible. And uh, look, D. Davis is a really good athlete, and he's a really good football player, and he's going to have success somewhere. But uh, I, he just does not have the skill set. I don't think he has the skill set to compete in the SEC, and he doesn't have the skill set that Brian Harson is looking for. I was honestly shocked when he kept his commitment to Auburn when Gus Malzahn got fired. But, uh, you know, he came, he gave Auburn a fair shake, and it's just not for him, so he's going to go start over somewhere else. Do you think he might be another Malik Willis somewhere else? I, 
tough to tell. And look, I'm still not as high on Malik Willis as everyone else is because I think all of his great numbers came playing against Sunbelt competition. You know, every time Malik Willis played against the Power Five, he looked very average. And I could be dead wrong. I hope he has success. He seems like one of the greatest people. Any Like, everyone I've talked to about Malik Willis that has actually met him says that he's just a wonderful kid. So I wish him nothing but the best. But I don't think Malik Willis is going to have a ton of success at the next level because, again, every time he played against a Power Five team, he looked very average and he gobbled up Sunbelt competition um, so I think I think D Davis could go down a level and play very well have a ton of success but you know it's too early to tell right now okay and I I take it you guys probably have been reading or hearing that uh, we might have a legitimate really good likelihood of getting this five-star uh, that just decommitted from LSU for basketball. Treor, is that his name? Yeah, Treor. Uh, five-star yeah. power forward slash center, 6'10". Uh, and as you said, decommitted from LSU. And uh, the crystal balls are pointing in Auburn's direction. So Auburn's definitely got as good of a shot as anybody at him. Got to be last thing, Steve, and we got to let you go. Last thing. Mr. Yvonne Cutler. Yes, sir. I know you'll do well. Uh, you will be missed. And I've enjoyed all the times that uh, you put up with my ramblings and uh, my tips of humor. And uh, whenever you see Pet the Bisball, uh, think of me, please. Absolutely, Steve. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> all right. Let me go ahead and uh, let you guys get back to more important phone calls. Uh, Javon, I wish you again all the very best. And uh, we hope to hear uh, from you once in a while and see how you're doing. Uh, I know you'll have a great time up there. So until next time we hear from you. You have a safe trip, and War Eagle always, Javon. All right, thank you so much, Steve. War Eagle. Appreciate that phone call. That is retired War Dam Steve on our Auburn Bank phone line. We're going to go ahead before we take our first break and uh, we, so that we can make room for enough time for trivia. We're going to go ahead and get to today's birthdays in sports. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. Today's birthdays in sports on March the 25th. Happy birthday to Tom Glavin, turning 56 today. Former MLB pitcher with 164 victories during the 90s. Glavin started or earned the second highest number of wins as a pitcher in the National League. Second only to teammate Greg Maddox, who's 176. Five-time 20-game winner and two-time Cy Young Award winner and one of only 24 pitchers and just six lefties in Major League history to earn 300 wins. He was MVP of the 1995 World Series as the Braves beat the Cleveland Indians on January 8, 2014, elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame, receiving 91.9% of the votes cast. Tom Glavin turns 56. Happy birthday to Coach Avery Johnson. Who turns 53 today? <laughs> oh, the, the standard. standard. <laughs> the basketball commentator and former player and coach who most recently served as head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. He's currently an NBA and college basketball analyst for CBS Sports. Johnson spent 16 years in the National Basketball Association as a player and subsequently served as the head coach of two NBA teams, the Dallas Mavericks and Brooklyn Nets. He led the Mavericks to their first NBA Finals appearance and to three consecutive 50-plus win seasons. He was a two-time NCAA assist leader, one-time NBA champion, and one-time NBA Coach of the Year. Coach Avery Johnson turns 53 today. You know where Avery Johnson went to school? Where? Go Jaguars, Southern University. Southern oh. University. Well, technically, he went to like three schools, but he graduated from Southern. <laughs> in New Mexico, Junior College, Cameron, and then Southern is where he, he left. Cameron. 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 All right, then. The uh, Cameron Aggies, out of, located in Lawton, Oklahoma. 
You could have told me whatever you wanted to. I would have believed you. (laughs) Happy birthday to Kyle Lowry, who turns 36, point guard for the Miami Heat. He has been a six-time All-Star named All-NBA third team in 2016. Lowry won an NBA championship with the Raptors in 2019. Their first title in franchise history was also a member of the U.S. national team that won a gold medal in the 2016 Summer Olympics. Lowry played two seasons with the Villanova Wildcats. While, while being selected 44th overall in the 2006 NBA draft by the Memphis Grizzlies. Kyle Lowry turns 36 today. Great basketball player. Very good. And then Cheryl Swoops turns 51 today, former basketball player in the WNBA. She was first player to be signed in the WNBA in three-time WNBA MVP, was named one of the league's top 15 players of all time in the 2011 WNBA All-Star Game. Swoops has won three Olympic gold medals and is one of 11 women's basketball players to have won an Olympic gold medal, an NCAA championship, and a WNBA title. She was elected to the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in 2016. In 2017, she was inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. In 1993, Swoops won the NCAA Women's Tournament with Texas Tech during her senior season. Go Red Raiders. Her jersey was retired by the school the following year, making her one of only three Lady Raiders to be honored in this way. Cheryl Swoops turns 51 today, and those are the birthdays in sports. Texas Tech could have used uh, Swoops last night. I don't know if that would have helped. <laughs> way, uh, Duke uh, Duke did not miss a single shot. So Put her on Bankero. She could have defended. Again, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take our first break of the program today. On the other side, we will do sports call trivia. Javon Cutler and myself, Ryan Lavoie, we will... Go at it one final time. This is Sports Call. J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger Welcome back to the Friday edition of Sports Call Live on Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry, and Javon Cutler with you here on this Friday afternoon. It is the last show that Javon Cutler will be officially employed by Tiger Communications and joining us on the show as a full-time employee. We can never rule out a a guest return in the future, maybe via phone lines or that sort of thing, but uh, last time he'll be on the full show with us as an employee. And so to honor that, we're going to have a friendly competition, a sports call trivia segment between myself and Javon. A nice game. Brooks Childress will host it. And uh, Brooks, you've been very proud of the questions today. I have been very proud of the questions. Put put most of these together. There's a few in here that I didn't put together, so I uh, I don't know everything that's going to be on here. But I'm very proud of that, and I'm very proud about us, a, the uh, the format we've got going here this afternoon. It's going to be Javon versus Ryan. 
We've uh, we've talked about this before. Should we go ahead and get started, fellas? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Well, let's like, go ahead and get started then. These guys claim to know everything about the world of sports. Let's see how much they really know. It's time to play Sports Call Trivia. Welcome to Sports oh. Call Trivia. Oh. That was different. I'm your host, Brooks Childress, this afternoon. Our two contestants sitting on opposite sides of the studio. Mr. Javon Cutler with an all-time sports call trivia record of six and three going up against mr ryan lavoy on the other side all-time sports call trivia record 10 one and one wow impressive record can javon upset the champ i am a soccer club (laughs) i I can tie (laughs) so as you know the rules are the same as always i'll ask each one has a designated questions there are 12 questions in total six piece we'll also have a bonus question worth Five up to five points at the end. Ooh. It'll just be whoever can give me more answers, Ooh. and then the final question is worth seven points. So basically, wow. these don't matter. That, that, <laughs> you yeah, need exactly. to get the last two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I won't take this. Uh, I'm gonna, take so, the, so the original questions, because I'm keeping score. A, a one point each. One, one point each. Okay. And there's six of those each. There can are. you steal? You can. Ooh, I will okay. ask. Like, Ooh. I'll give you an example. Ryan has the first question of the day. If Ryan cannot answer the question, it will go to Javon. Mm-hmm. If Javon cannot answer it, then we uh, we no move points. on. Right. Can I can I make a suggestion? And feel free to take it or leave it. All right. If you get the question right and you are the first person to ask the question, it's two. If it goes to the other person, it becomes one point. Uh, we will discuss that at a later time. As of right now, we are continuing to play as we have always played. Sounds good. <laughs> if you, if Shut you, up, idiot. <laughs> if you get a question correct, you will hear... That was very low, but if you get a question wrong, it's very low in the background. I, I know it's down because you got the music playing. I've got the prices right one. <laughs> You'll hear a ding if you get it correct. You will hear a X if you get it wrong. You'll hear an X? You'll hear like a... Okay. It's going to sound like... Mm -hmm. And you'll hear my voice telling you time's up if you've taken too long to my satisfaction. I forgot about that one. I forgot about that hotkey. I'm sorry, not me. Intern Brooks, because that's who made it. All right, here. Music stop playing. You will hear... If you get it correct, you will hear... If you get it incorrect, and then you will hear... Time's up. If you get it... (laughs) (laughs) If you do not answer in time... All right. Uh, is everybody ready? Is yep. everyone clear on the rules? Yep. Yes, sir. All right. As stated previously, we will start with the man who is 10-1-1 one, one on the entirety of his career in sports called trivia, Ryan Lavoy. Yes, sir. Ryan, your first question of the day. How many double-digit seeds made the Sweet 16 of the 2022 NCAA Men's Tournament? All right. Let's think through this. I might name every single game if I have to. Well, there is a two double-digit seeds playing tonight. That would be Miami and Iowa State. St. Peters will play Purdue. That would be three. Kansas Providence does not feature one of those. Carolina UCLA does not. Last night we had a 1-4. We had a 2-3. We had a Houston-Arizona, which was not. And what was that other game yesterday? Hang on. I'm trying to think of the other one. Arkansas, uh, Arkansas, Duke, Texas Tech. What was the other one? If this had a double-digit seed, I'm going to be very mad. What was before Houston-Arizona? Michigan, Michigan's double-digit seed. All right, so four double-digit seeds. Is that your final answer, yes, sir? Yes, That is correct. St. Peter's, Michigan, Iowa State, and Miami for a grand total mm-hmm. of four double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16 of the men's tournament. Mm-hmm. One of those has already been eliminated. Javon, your first question along the same lines but slightly different. How many double-digit double digit seeds made the Sweet 16 of the 2022 NCAA Women's Tournament? 
wow, that's, this is how you guys treat me, I see. Whoa. Like, <laughs> let, me just, let me just point out, I did not assign who got which question. I just provided the questions to a superior officer. So how many double-digit seeds <laughs> made the Sweet 16 of the women's tournament? I, I know, I think there's like one that I think made it. And it's like a Cinderella team. I just can't think of the name of the team, but I know it's like a Cinderella type story because um, it was an upset. Um, two. I'll, yeah, I'll just say two. Final answer. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct. That boy. Two. Can anybody name the two teams? I know one of them, South Dakota. That's correct. That's and the, that was a Cinderella 10 seed, but yeah. I don't know the other yeah. one. The other one is Creighton. Uh, Creighton, I believe, was an 11 seed. Yeah, beat oh, Iowa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the one point apiece after one round. Next, Ryan Lavoy, back to you. The number one women's tennis player in the world retired earlier this week at the age of 25. What was her name? Ashley Barty. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. We would also just take in Barty, but Ashley Barty is correct. Javon, back to you. It's one of the first names that you can actually pronounce. So <laughs> that's how I figured I'd go ahead. And it, it's not Serena Williams. Yes. <laughs> Javon, who is the current Auburn baseball RBI leader? Mm. Say that again? <laughs> who is the current Auburn baseball RBI's leader? Gotcha. Okay. okay. I thought you said MLB baseball. Oh, I'm like, sorry. I don't know yeah, who's really I kind of heard that, too. Yeah. I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Spring training. That's it. Uh, all right. I'm going to be mad if this isn't. The guy, but I'm going to go with Sonny Deshera. Final answer? Yeah. Ah. That is incorrect. Ryan, you have a chance to steal the point. Who is the current RBI leader for Auburn baseball? Auburn University baseball. Uh, There's one other possibility in my head, but I'm going to try and keep it simple. Blake Rambush. Final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. The player in question has 24 RBIs currently on the year, and that is Mr. Ryan Dial. Oh, dang. Oh, wow. I did not know RBIs. that. Oh, wow. I knew Desher had been out for a few games, so I thought maybe it was not impossible that was him, but also Rambush is the leadoff hitter, so that's, mm. I was... He's, yep. he's turned it on recently. So the current score is, after two rounds, is Ryan 2, Javon 1. Next question, back to Ryan. Who is the current Auburn softball home run leader? Softball, so gosh, they're hitting a lot of them this year, um, and they all got six, seven, or eight pretty much because Peralta hit two last weekend or in the last SEC game. Uh, Bree has a lot. I'm gonna go through this. It's not Michaela. Oh, it's gonna be Bree or Nelia. Oh, and hey, and that's good news for Javon. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> Javon, yes, the other one. Yeah, if I don't say get exactly. it right, exactly. Give me a great strategy. Um, Lindsay's hit several, but I don't think she's up there. Oh gosh, Bree or Nellia. Ah, I know. Don't make me ding you. I know another. Qu- I can't say Bree Ellis. Final answer. Yes. Ooh. That is correct. Bree Ellis has <laughs> the team in home runs with <laughs> nine on the okay. year. Oh, wow. There we go. <laughs> Javon, back to you. Javon, I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> the U.S. Open recently unveiled Oak Hills in Michigan as the tournament host for the 2023 and 2025, or 2034, 20, I'm sorry, 2034 and 2051 competitions. What state is the 2022 U.S. Open going to be held in? Feels like I'm just been being thrown like a hundred mile per hour fastballs right now. It's I need like a little curveball or something at least, or a soft toss. But um, ooh, 
But and you're asking where this U.S. Open this year, is? We, we we just had the 2034 and 2051 competitions unveiled. So where is this year's U.S. Golf Open being played? What mm. state? Uh, I mean, I know it's, of course, all over the place. It's not a specific state. Um, I don't know why I have this place in my head. I'm just going to say New York, final answer. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is incorrect. Ryan, chance to steal the point. See, I don't remember what course it's at. And that's the problem. If I knew where the course was, if I where if I knew where the course was, I'd know the answer. Ha ha! ha. If I knew what the course was, I would probably know the answer. There's always a lot of them in California. New York does have several. Michigan, Michigan's a rando that has it from time to time. Aaron Hills is that a play? That was a pitcher, I think. Aaron Hill. Yeah. I'm just going to go California. Final answer? Yeah. That is incorrect. It will be located at the Country Club, which is in Brookline, Massachusetts. Oh. Ah. So no one gets the point. So after three rounds, it is... Three to one. Three to one. Ryan ahead of Javon. Ryan, back to you. What all-star pitcher did the Atlanta Braves sign in free agency last week? Uh, The Braves signed all-star pitcher, Kenley Jansen. Final answer? Mm. That is correct. Javon. This better I, I, I will say on his behalf, this one better be a softball. Where did the Atlanta Falcons trade their franchise quarterback okay, Matt Ryan to earlier okay. this week? Finally. But you made him answer in pain. Uh, that's that, it. It's gonna yeah, hurt a little bit. Yeah. I didn't. Whoever gave the assigned the questions did. JJ Jackson. <laughs> but Matt Ryan went to the Indianapolis Colts. That is definitely my final answer. That is finally correct. a softball. <laughs> so what JJ is, our, is being mean to Javon. He really is. Us. Like, come on now. <laughs> what is our updated score, Brant? We are through four rounds. The score is Ryan Lavoy with four and Javon Cutler with two. All right, Javon, some ground to make up here as we continue on. Ryan, how many SEC teams made the women's NCAA tournament Sweet Sixteen? Uh, so South Carolina did. Um, I know Florida did not. I know LSU got upset and they did not. Um, I don't. I don't. Oh gosh, I don't know about Tennessee. I really don't remember seeing anything about them. They were fading at the end of the year. I'd kind of be surprised they got out of the first weekend. Who else does that leave? That would be good. Did Kentucky? I know they won the SEC tournament. Oh. When Javon didn't know, he went from one to two because he just couldn't think of a second team, but figured it might be out there. And I kind of figure like doing the same thing. I'm like, I know of one. There might be a second. I'm going to go two. Is that your final mm-hmm. answer? That is correct. There are two How about teams. How about Can anybody that? name those two teams? Well, like I said, I know South, South Carolina. Carolina one, yeah, because yeah, sure. they're playing North Carolina. I, and like I said, I'd guess either Kentucky – or Tennessee. I'll guess Kentucky, but I'm not sure. It is, in fact, the Tennessee Lady oh, Vols okay. Oh, okay. made the Sweet 16. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Back to Javon. Javon, how many SEC teams are ranked in the latest D1 Baseball Top 25 poll? Oh, boy. How many teams? Uh, a lot of them, um, but that's not an answer. Uh, <laughs> mm, I mean, I know Ole Miss is still number one. Florida's doing well. Um, I'm sure Mississippi State's doing well, I'd imagine. Um, 
Vandy, of course. Um, plus, eh, I'll go with, I'll split it down the middle. I'll say seven teams, final answer. Seven teams, yeah. final answer? That is correct. Seven SEC baseball teams are ranked. That is Ole Miss, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, and LSU are all ranked. Georgia, yeah. Mississippi 25. State fell out this week. Oh, wow. Really? Yep. Mississippi State's been Man. off to a bad start in more ways than one. Yeah, they're not ranked anymore. All right. As we enter our final round of regulation, Brent, what is our current score? Your current score, Mr. Ryan Lavoie, leads by a score of 5-3. to three. So this is the final round of regulation before we hit the bonus question. Ryan, what this country is the current European champions – but have failed to qualify for the World Cup. Oh. What country is this? Uh, with a nice choke job against North Macedonia yesterday, Italy is that your will not answer? qualify for the World Cup. Yes. That is correct. Italy will not be in this year's World Cup. Javon, your final question regulation. How many NBA teams have officially clinched a spot in the NBA playoffs? I know the Suns did. I believe the Grizzlies might have. Um, in the East, I'm trying to think. I don't think any teams have officially clinched yet in the East. I don't think the Heat have, nor the Sixers or the Bucks or none of those teams. So, uh, I think it's just those two teams out West. So I'll go with two teams. Final answer? Yeah, final answer. Uh, that is incorrect. Ryan. How many teams have clinched the NBA playoffs as of this point? Yeah, so Javon was on the right track there. I'm, I'm not saying this from a position that I know for sure, but just you would have thought, oh, surely some more teams mm-hmm. have clinched, but they would have just nearly clinched a play in. They're quantifying you have to be yeah. one through six uh, to clinch. And I do know Phoenix did that. They did that a few days ago, oh, maybe in a week ago. Um, in the West, though, I feel like it. Golden State has also clinched. I like Golden State. You feel like they would have uh, posted somewhere, but they did. Ah, oh, man. Um, or did see? Now I'm starting to doubt if if uh, Memphis actually clinched. Oh boy, should I get one or three? Ah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go with one. I'm going to say it's just Phoenix still. Final answer? Mm-hmm. That is incorrect. It was three. Dang it. Oh. The Suns, mm-hmm. the Grizzlies out west, mm-hmm. and the Heat. Oh, they did. The okay. oh, yeah. So at the end of regulation, our score, Brant? Uh, remind me what the last question was before this. Uh, the Italy. Okay, Italy. So. Yeah, Ryan got that one correct. So with that in mind, I had to step up for a second. Uh, Ryan leads 6-3. to 6-3 three. Three going to the next round, which is the bonus question worth up to five points. Ooh. So it's just a free-for-all name it? There Ooh, are five okay. answers. Whoever can name me more gets more points. So every, time, every correct answer you give me gets a point for you. Oh, boy. What five Braves players will head to arbitration after not agreeing to a new deal with Atlanta? Austin, Austin Riley. Riley, Max Freed. Adam Duvall, Dansby Swanson, I believe. Mm. Luke Jackson. All right, so Ryan gets, five. Ryan gets Austin Riley. Yep. And Luke Jackson. Yep. So he gets two. Javon named Dansby Swanson, Max Freed, and Adam Duvall. He gets three. Correct. So three points, two points. Javon takes that round, and we're on to the final question. Ooh. What is our updated score after that really quick chaotic <laughs> sequence? <laughs> Javon Cutler trails Mr. Ryan Lavoy 6-3. to 
to eight. Ooh. Six to eight. Two-point deficit, and this final question is worth seven points. Oh, closest boy. guess gets the point. And same thing, and our closest guess. Our closest, closest guess, okay. Guess. Oh, okay. my God. Okay. <laughs> closest guess well. gets the point. All right, so each of you will get a guess. What is Javon Cutler's birthday? Whoever gets closest <laughs> will win it. Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, and Devontae Adams have gotten new deals this offseason, and some of these players will be playing for a different team this upcoming season. If you combine their five 2022 salaries, oh, what total. is the total in millions? Closest guest will get the points. <laughs> if you're ready to answer. Is this Price is Right rules where you can't go over? <laughs> um, no, I just closest guess. All right. Okay. Um, Although, you know, Price is Right works. So, yeah. while well, you think. <laughs> oh, I feel boy. like the Jeopardy theme would be more appropriate. I know. I could yeah, and this is, just, this is their... <laughs> 2022 not cap salaries. hit. This is their 2022 their base salaries. salaries. Yes. Oh, so whoever gets this question right will win the game. Can you name the quarterbacks again? It is Aaron or all the players that are involved here. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, and Devontae oh, Adams. Players. Okay. Oh. Ooh. Closest guest in millions gets it. Hmm. Let's see. I just love the prices right music. <laughs> Oh. oh boy Let's see Settle down on a nice summer afternoon With Bob Barker I'm forgetting one player While your grandparents are visiting Wilson Wentz No just me Oh Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson yeah. mm-hmm. Rogers Watson Wilson Wentz Adams Are the five Five players that you are trying to guess their five combined 2022 salaries in millions. Should we like write down a guess? You can. I don't know where you're going to get paper. I guess. (laughs) Do you want to type it into this Excel spreadsheet that I have open? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That works, I guess. Have it out. Ooh. I should put the Jeopardy theme in here. Let's have one more go around. I just love the theme so much. It's uh, great radio. Uh, I guess you gotta make it where he doesn't see the. Uh, yeah, radio. don't let Javon see it. Um, there we go. Dinner, dinner. Sunday, not Sundays. Just summer after summer mornings, ten a.m. You know, you wake up, you have your bowl of cereal, you get ready for the day. You don't have school, and then ten a.m. you just settle in and watch The Price Is Right. Drew Carey does a good job, although I'm questionable like on his Carey. beard. I'm questionable on the beard. Eh. I liked him better on Whose Line Is It Anyway. Well, he was more funny there. Yeah, and I like funny. I like turning yeah. my brain off it. Well, it, it also was like it was summertime. It was it came on at like midnight. Yeah, and I was, it was like me and my brother would stay up and watch Who's Line. Bob Barker, though, what a guy! <laughs> Don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. That was always his big. You thing. a uh, Tom Bergeron fan? He's good. Yeah, I really I, yeah. I liked uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. I will say, we uh, Grace got me into Dancing with the Stars this year, and I guess I hadn't realized that he doesn't host Dancing with the Stars anymore, so I was very upset. Oh, yeah. All, right, All right, do we have both guesses in? We do yes. have both guesses in. All right, so. Mr. Ryan Lavoie's guess, $111 million. All right. Mr. Javon Cutler's guest, $205 million. So almost $100 million between the two. So... The 
answer actual retail price actual retail price of their 2022 contracts i will give you their contracts first up here Devontae adams 28 million carson wentz 32 million russell wilson 35 million deshaun watson 46 million and aaron Rodgers 50.272 million i think you've led me astray so that's cap hit then the, I'm I am reading what what is uh, was printed on the paper. For you me. said year by year salary, though, I, not what's this on their is, full listen, contract. I did not come up with this question. This is one of the ones that was given to me by an outside of party. It is if you combine their five 2022 ta- salaries, what okay. is the total in millions? Okay. That is what that was what is. See, that, I me. think those are cap hits because their base salaries are not going to be that high. That's why I guessed far lower. The cor- it's going to be in the two hundreds. Yeah, say the correct answer is. One hundred ninety-one point two seven two million, which would leave Javon Cutler as the closest guess. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Play the Price Is Right music again. (laughs) 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 There it is. Javon wins. Javon wins. That is a very. I, I see where you're coming. That is yeah. very misleading. Yeah, question. that is. Yeah, I, should have been worded better. Is, again, this is the outside. That was the outside question. I did not come up with that question. A comeback for the ages. Javon trails the entire game, and wins with the final oh, with I the seven point Here, final is, question. There, there is celebration time. Blame outside sources. I did not come up with that question. Javon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Deshaun Watson's base salary this year is one million dollars. Oh, that's, that's right. right. In case he, he gets suspended, million. yeah, that is true. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. The well, Browns. scumbags. <laughs> I guess Javon will well, win, but we're gonna have to put an asterisk. Yeah, on that's your a little asterisk, I guess. So yeah, it, listen, it, it be, couldn't work out any better for Tiger Communications. <laughs> This is this is appropriate to go out on as an asterisk. Yeah, this podcast is going to get DMCA'd because of this. (laughs) Thanks for playing our version of Sports Call Trivia. I've been your host, Brooks Childress. Don't forget to spay and neuter your pets and (laughs) tip your cabbie because he's broke. Javon. (laughs) Ryan, I'm sorry. Asterisk. I, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, I guess that wraps up our first I, hour. We got another <laughs> half hour to go. I, so I mean, I'm speechless. I mean, even I don't even know what to think. This is this is so perfect for what this company <laughs> is. A misleading question. That's that's how we're going out. Yeah. Yeah. I take no responsibility. <laughs> I'm be texting JJ <laughs> Sports Co. continues after this. <laughs> One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. 
And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. An abbreviated hour number two underway of Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, sportscallauburn.com. Ryan LaVoy, Javon Cutler, Brent Daughtry, and Brooks Childress with you here this afternoon. And only about 25, 30 minutes left of the show. 4.45 the airtime here on Tiger 95.9 for Auburn softball as they take on a top 10 SEC opponent, the first road series of the season for Auburn softball. Britt Bone will have the call of that one. And so we will be on just at 4.30, so we will give you a little Sweet 16 tournament talk right here, take one last break, and then have our goodbyes for our very own Javon Cutler, who will be going off to, to big things in Bristol, Connecticut. So we saw Sweet 16 action last night. We saw a collection of very competitive games. Uh, really only one game, maybe you could say Villanova-Michigan was really not down to the wire, but... Uh, a couple of games, especially going down to the last couple minutes. You had Arkansas taking down Gonzaga, 74-68. Villanova beats Michigan, 63-55. Duke beats Texas Texas Tech, 78-73. And Houston defeats Arizona, 72-62. One seeds are down. Uh, guys, what was the most surprising aspect for you last night? Even though I picked Arkansas to beat Gonzaga in my bracket, I was still very surprised that it happened and kind of like the way it happened like you said jd note was not just killer all game long he he scored a lot but he shot a ton and you know for them to be able to to play defense the way they did and to get chet holmgren in, in foul trouble i was really impressed with uh with the way that um with the way that arkansas came out also houston dismantled arizona a little bit uh, and obviously they pulled away towards the end, but that was a they, they really gave Arizona the business. And Houston is very impressive. Uh, the more I watch them, the more I like them. So those those two stood out to me the most. I'd say the Gonzaga one was it was a shocker, of course, but I wasn't as shocked because it just feels like Gonzaga has that sometimes. Okay, even though we're a number one seed, people always trust us. But it feels like sometimes when the lights are bright, Gonzaga folds a little bit. So I'm not as shocked, I'd say, with the Gonzaga game. Um, because when you think about the game previous or prior to that against Memphis, like Memphis gave Gonzaga all they could handle, but Gonzaga just basically had to turn on the um, or get hot at the right moment, and they were able to pull away from the Tigers. But for Arkansas, they're playing really well right now. They're a team that's really deep. Um, and yeah, you mentioned JD Note took a billion shots. Was a guy that still made some huge shots for them. Jalen Williams played a really good, big game for them as well, making a key three in the final couple of minutes of that game but um houston arizona is i'd say more of a surprise for me because i thought arizona for sure was going to be a final four team i know we've had callers talk about houston i believe keith is really high on houston um but so houston was able to fend off the wildcats i watched the end of that game arizona tried to make a little bit of a late run but houston just made made a couple of late threes to ice that game so i'd say that for me houston over arizona was more of a shocker than Arkansas over Gonzaga. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. Uh, although I, I do really like Houston. I think they play they play a really, really good brain of basketball. They've played some really good tournament games so far. And 
beating a really good Arizona team that a lot of people said you know could be the best team in the country. They, I, I think Houston's a, a team that you got to watch out for that could make it all the way to the championship game. But that Gonzaga game, I mean, just because they were the number one overall seed, I think you're always a little bit shocked when they lose when when the number one overall seed loses. But I I want to say we we you know it's like oh we didn't see this coming, but it kind of like you said Javon Memphis gave them all they could handle, and then Georgia State gave them most, all they could handle for most of that game, and it was only till you know the last few minutes of that game that Gonzaga finally pulled away uh, from the Panthers there. So you know I. Uh, Arkansas is a really good team. Uh, when they put it together, they're a really good team. I don't know if they'll be able to put it together, pull it together against Duke uh, on Saturday. I, you know, I think it'll be a really good game. But like Ryan has said before, you've got to be able to hit shots. If JD Note does what he did last night against Duke, you're not winning the game. Like you, you just can't, you can't do that. And uh, I'll say the the other two, it's it wasn't really shocking. I mean, Villanova beating Michigan, I th- that wasn't a shock. But I think uh, you kind of believe that Michigan could get a win there after their first two round performances. But Villanova is a really good basketball team, and then Duke being pushed. I, I think you know a lot of people had Texas Tech winning that game, and I, I think that it's a. Uh, it was a really, really fun basketball game to watch. So I think the like, like you said, Javon, I think the biggest shock would be that Gonzaga lost just because they're the number one overall seed. Yeah, I think it goes back to something said yesterday on the show where, with the exception of St. Peter's, if you name me, and maybe you could throw Iowa State and Miami into it too, because I know they still have the double-digit seeds beside their name. But I, I would have even said with Michigan being a double-digit seed, it wouldn't shock me. Anyone but St. Peter's wins the national championship from this point forward. I'm not completely flabbergasted. No. Uh, because there is an absence of a great team. I, and I know that's a narrative that people like to push out every single year. Last year was not one of those years that that should have been done. Gonzaga was a great team. Baylor was a great team. And those two teams played played it out and, and got to the championship game. This year, there's a nice group of teams that all do something really well. They all have their moments. But there is no dominant team. There is no great team. There's a couple greatly talented teams like Duke, like Kentucky was. But the reality is, and Gonzaga to a certain degree as well. But the reality is, no one ever has put it together. Has put it together to make themselves into a great team. Um, so, because of that, nothing shocked me. Um, I think the, if you were to weed out the biggest surprise, I do think it's Arkansas beating Gonzaga. Maybe not because of Gonzaga being high and mighty, but as you guys said, being the number one overall seed, it's always going to be a little surprising if they don't make the Final Four. And then also, I just view Arkansas as a team that probably didn't have as much deep run potential as some of these other teams. Um, they were a team that we've talked about that had been really good in the last two months of the season um, and, and were a part of that group of SEC teams that could definitely get to the second weekend. But in talking about that, I still felt Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee were still the more likely suspects there to make this type of deep run. But give Arkansas a lot of credit. They mesh well around JT Note. Whenever you have someone take 29 shots, it would be incredibly easy to not be ready when the time comes for you offensively. But they had some guys hit some huge late shots that were not J.D. Note, including a corner three, and I forget who made it, but that made them go up eight, I want to say, with a minute left or that sort of thing. So they hit clutch shots, and they did well. We talked about Houston in recent weeks in the program. 
uh, and continue to get higher and higher on them as we've seen them throughout the tournament. So turning our attention to tonight's games, we've got four more for you. North Carolina and UCLA, uh, that's the late game that's first on my app because I'm a fan of one of those programs. So let me read them in chronological order. Six o'clock, it is St. Peter's, the Cinderella versus three-seeded Purdue. One-seed Kansas, the last remaining one-seed now at this juncture against four-seed Providence. Ten-seed Miami, 11-seed Iowa State. Uh, that's the last game up of the day. That's a game with two double-digit seeds, so one double-digit seed will make the Elite Eight there. And then, as I said, North Carolina and UCLA also late in that 8 o'clock hour, probably closer to 9 by the time the first game is over with, a matchup of two of the top four or five programs of all time in the sport. So what intrigues you guys about tonight's slate? Uh, I mean, St. Peter's Purdue shouldn't be as intriguing. I think that the Peacocks run is coming to an end. Unfortunately, I think Purdue's definitely going to dominate the game. Uh, Providence, Kansas, eh, I think Kansas should win that one. So I'd probably say North Carolina UCLA because of not only the historical context of the matchup, but also the two teams are playing really well. Um, UCLA, of course, is a team that got red hot at the end of last year and made a deep run into the tournament. They still have some of their players back from last year. Um, I think a question mark for the Bruins, I would say, though, is the status of Jaime Jaquez because he got hurt in the last game of ankle injury, I believe. So he's kind of low-key the heart and soul of that team. Of course, you have Johnny Juzang, who's a great scorer. You have a Tiger Campbell who runs the offense for them. I feel like um, Hawkins is kind of like that hard and soul kind of gritty tough guy for the Bruins so I'd be interested to see how they fare against North Carolina a team that is really great as far as rebounding the ball they have some shot makers of course Baycott does this thing with his double doubles it feels like so I'd probably go with North Carolina UCLA is my most intriguing because I don't know about Iowa State Miami I mean it's a nice fun story because you have two underdogs but it doesn't really intrigue me as much as, you know, traditional teams like North Carolina versus UCLA going head-to-head. Iowa State and Miami is going to be interesting to me, and I agree it's probably not the most intriguing game, but it is interesting because I want to see how Miami is going to try to play Iowa State. They have won two games and have not scored over 60. Uh, Iowa State has won their games 59-54 to and 54-49. to They held Wisconsin to 49 points. That it, that's such ugly basketball. Um, and I, it's an, it, it'll be interesting to me if Miami can overcome that because Miami likes to get out and run. They want to be fast. Uh, Iowa State very much doesn't. So just from a, a matchup standpoint, I think that that one's going to be interesting. But I, I think Kansas and Providence. I don't know that one. That one might be fun. Uh, but I think I think North Carolina and UCLA is the marquee matchup of this one. Um, an eight versus a four. Two teams that have been pretty good this season, and obviously St. Peter's. I'm with everybody here. I think their run comes to an end, but I will definitely be rooting for them. I think my two intriguing things I'm going to point out here are the two early games. I know, you know, like like we've all said, St. Peter's they're a 13 point underdog. They don't have the same, you know, they don't have the talent you don't think to match up against them. But we said that again about Kentucky. We said they don't have the talent to match up with Kentucky, and you see what happens. I, I'm intrigued by that first game because of the prospect of the the phrase "what if." You just you know you never. It's like we always say we 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 tell you know our callers all the time when they call in and say you know this this this. We, there's always the prospect of what if it could happen. It could happen because you can look on paper, you can look at the odds. It's 13 points Purdue's way, but you just don't know until that ball is tipped what's going to happen in that basketball game. So I expect Purdue to win this game. 
but you just don't know until it actually happens what could happen. And then the other game, like I said, the other early game is Providence. I think intrig- it's intriguing to me because we I'm I'm no know what Providence is. We we thought they were good this year. They looked good all year. Faltered at the end of their uh, Big East run, and then they've played two double digit seeds coming into this game to make it to the to the Sweet Sixteen, and now they're going up against. Uh, a very very good Kansas team. So I, I want to you know this this is the game that shows you really what is Providence this year because they're going up against a one seed. Also on the other side of that, Kansas is the last one seed standing in the in the whole tournament. They could be the only one seed in the Elite Eight, or we could have zero one seeds in the in the Elite Eight, and that would just be wild too because those are regarded as the best four teams in the country, the one seeds, and you have them all out before even getting a sniff of the Final Four. That would be very intriguing. So those, those are the two things that I'm looking at tonight. Yeah, Providence had an interesting end to the season. I don't know if people are aware of it. Um, so they had two close losses to Villanova in about a three-week span, that second of which was March the 1st. They lost Villanova by two on the road. Barely beat Butler or whatever. In the Big East Tournament, they were one and out. Or, excuse me, they were not one out because Butler was the Big East Tournament. In the Big East Tournament, they played in the semifinal against Creighton and lost by 27 points. Creighton shot the lights out. Yeah, yep. 85-58. Of course, we saw Creighton make a run at Kansas, falling just short uh, in the last round. But then Providence with pretty good victories. I know they're double-digit seeds, but I think South Dakota State – was a, a popular upset pick as a 13, and then Richmond had already had one upset, and they just got face-planted against, um, against Providence, losing 79-51. So I think the highest quality of game tonight will be Kansas and Providence because I think those are the uh, – maybe not Providence is necessarily better than UCLA, possibly Purdue, but I think that they combine with the level that Kansas will play and will have the highest quality game. And then I think – what happens with that Purdue-St. Peter's game is essentially there's initial intrigue. Has St. Peter's come out or they hang around? And as they hang around, the further and further into that game that that game is close, the more interesting and interesting it becomes because then you start to realize it's possible again. Uh, Iowa State-Miami doesn't do a whole lot for me. Um, you know, Obviously, one of these teams is going to be Elite Eight and they need to be paid attention to, but um, two teams that – or double-digit seeds and power conferences, the middling majors type uh, that have done a good job to get to this point, but nothing necessarily stands out to me why you got to go watch this game. And then Carolina-UCLA, look, Carolina is red hot. They are m- been making all sorts of threes. Brady Manick, Caleb Love, or R.J. Davis are just shooting the lights out against a UCLA team that in March is just different. I think in some ways they disappointed slightly in the Pac-12. They were anticipated to win the Pac-12. They did not. Um, They were a distant second behind Arizona. And now it's March, and even if they're in close games, they know how to win close games. Uh, They have already had to do that here. And just their experience is going to be very key. I think the only way Carolina wins is if Carolina has an 8-10 to to 12-point lead built up with with two or three minutes to play. I think if it's close, if it comes down the last couple possessions, UCLA will have a great chance in that one. So that is a look at the Sweet 16 here as they continue on tonight with the Elite 8 starting tomorrow. One final break of the show. When we come back, we will wrap things up and say goodbye for now to Mr. Javon Cutler. This is Sports Call. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. 
Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. Welcome back. Final segment of Sports Call on this Friday, on this week, and of the tenure of Mr. Javon Cutler as a stay by Justin Bieber. Plays right now. And uh, Brooks has fake cried into the microphone three times. He does, yeah. Um, but uh, we it's are sur- not fake, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so this is last segment here. Got a few minutes left. Uh, quickly before we say formal goodbyes to Javon, want to get to something we do each and every day. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Sports Call Nightly TV Guide brought to you by Coca-Cola. Brooks, what we got tonight? Uh, tonight on the Nightly TV Guide, quickly, NCAA Women's Tournament continues with their Sweet 16 get started tonight, 6 o'clock on ESPN, ESPN2 and across the ESPN platforms. Check that out. Sweet 16 continues in the Men's Tournament tonight on 6 o'clock on CBS, a game that uh, I'm most intrigued by. Purdue and St. Peter's gets things started. And then college baseball tonight, 6.30 on the SEC Network Plus. Auburn takes on Texas A&M. You can also listen to that game over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. And your movie pick for the evening, 6.13 p.m. Very specifics at 6.13 p.m. tonight on TNT. It's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Ooh, good one. Classic. And then your Javon Cutler memorial pick of the evening. 6.30 tonight on Bally Sports South or Southeast. The Atlanta Hawks, 36-37 and 37 on the year, host the Golden State Warriors. Who are oh, 48 no. and 25 on the year. Oh, no. There's no Steph. But Curry, Steph's so. not playing. So. Still. <laughs> so that is your Javon Cutler memorial pick for the evening as the Hawks and the Warriors stand on Bally Sports, whatever it is now. I don't even know. <laughs> brought to you by our friends at Coca-Cola. Appreciate that, Brooks. So just a few minutes left. Again, we're getting off the air early. Auburn softball uh, taking on Kentucky 445 airtime with Britt Bowen. Five o'clock first pitch or thereabouts. So just a couple minutes left, guys. Want to go around real quickly, and then Javon will have some final thoughts. Uh, first, I'll start with the man that's been very emotional in the microphone, Brooks Childress, uh, and your thoughts on Javon and how we've appreciated him during his time at Sports Call and Tiger Communications. Yeah, we. Uh, I said to some of these in the office earlier today um, when we were giving you a, a little some food and. You know, meeting as a company to, to say our goodbyes but Javon you came in as an intern uh, what was it 2019 yeah 20 summer 2019 and you left us for a little bit and then you came back in the summer of 2020 which was just a crazy time um, and you've been an integral part of what what we've built in sports call here uh, you've been a very very important part of uh, our, our Abbey award that we won last calendar year uh, me and Ryan are going up to the uh, awards this weekend. Maybe we can bring another one back for you, and that may put you on on the list of two Abbey Awards for us if we're able to win something this weekend. Uh, but you, you were an integral part in helping us win that first one for Sports Call, and uh, it's just we're just going to miss you around the office. I mean, it, it's always I always you know can count on you coming in and talking Braves and uh, Atlanta sports, and so we're we're going to miss you around the office, and we're we're just going to miss we're having you around, buddy. Uh, I started working here in August of last year. Um, it, we really didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, and I, I ended up kind of splitting the load with you uh, on the website and on the social medias. And we really tried to expand that and, and are still continuing to do so. And 
you you really showed me the ropes with that. Uh, and so like professionally, I, I can't thank you enough for kind of guiding me, teaching me, um, you know, what, what you do in the day to day and now what I'm, what I do and, uh, what I'm going to be doing. And, uh, and like Brooks said, like as a friend, you, you really, everybody in this office has become a friend to me. Um, and you guys are, you guys have helped me get acclimated to this area. You've helped me become comfortable, uh, in this, in this place. And, um, you were the only other Falcons fan in the office, Falcons and Hawks. Uh, so we, uh, you know, I have Cam, but uh, Cam is not in the office every day. So it's going to be kind of brutal from here on out. But uh, yeah, man, you you've, you helped me so much uh, professionally and personally, and uh, I'm going to miss you. And I'm excited to see what you do uh, in the future. The best story I can tell about Javon um, is more of a personal story. Uh, today is March the 25th, and one year ago today, my parents' house was destroyed by a tornado. Um, I sat here in the office watching the weather and then um, saw on the weather our house get shown and that it was badly damaged, started you know, crying and the whole nine yards, bawling my eyes out. And Javon is a very quiet person. He doesn't show uh, emotions too often, very even keel. Um, and that day people were trying to you know calm me down comfort me and that sort of thing and javon gave me just the biggest hug and it's something that you don't get a lot of and uh it meant a lot because it came from him and it's not something like i said that uh, was maybe normal all the time and that was just the most comforting hug because um, my parents were fortunately not in the house at the time they had gone to south carolina um and so I was going to be the one to go up there and have to be strong and, and figure out what to do. And the strength from my friends and, and Javon uh, being there was very important and um, very needed. And I think it tells you a lot about the person that Javon is, that he doesn't always have, you know, a big flare of a dramatic emotion or that sort of thing. But he's always there when you need him. And he's become a, a great friend. And Javon, we're very excited for you. Um, very bittersweet, but we're very appreciative of your, of your time here and uh, very thankful for you, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Um, you got me tearing up here in the studio. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, uh, first as well, I want to thank J.J. Uh, Jackson, obviously the host of Sports Call, for taking a chance on me. Um, for As far as an internship, I'll always remember um, when I asked for an internship because I was covering a football game for Weagle, and I walked over to you guys and asked like JJ, hey, like if you guys like ever need an intern or something along those lines, like I'm definitely willing to work and things like that. And a couple of months later, JJ was like, hey, do you still need an internship? And I was like, yeah, I do. So you guys gave me the chance to be an intern here for the summer of 2019. Um, did the program under uh, Rick Smith at Auburn and was able to do, learn a lot of stuff from you guys. Um, even got to be on air a couple of times and learn the board and pretty much everything you could think of as far as operations here. Um, so that was a great experience. And then me being able to uh, work part time while I was still in college trying to finish up my degree uh, was great. Uh, you guys would have me come in like once or twice a week and I'd get to hop on the show or do something along those lines. So it was great to spend time with you guys in that way. And then um, in August of 2020, I was able to join a uh, full time and be able to um, work with you guys. And it, it was never the same exact day that's what made this job fun i'd say like 
we had a bunch of random conversations, um, bench a bunch and bunch of them. Um, but I just always have appreciated how you guys have included me and stuff. Because um, yeah, I'm not the most outgoing person at times, but you guys really took me in and were able to um, allow me to be myself and were able allowing me to um, be who I could be and grow as a person professionally and personally and. I'll always cherish the times that you guys allowed me to um, come with you as well, like even little things like lunch, because you didn't have to do that. You could have just said, hey, we're going to do our own thing or something like that. But no, you guys always included me in lunch plans and like, hey, do you want to go to lunch? But like, absolutely. So it just made me feel like really welcomed and things like that. So um, I always will cherish you guys. And as I always have told everybody around the office today, I'm still a phone call away, a text away. So like I'm never going to like disregard you guys. Um, so it definitely means a lot to um, have worked here for the past couple of years and meet a bunch of great people. And like I said, everybody's embraced me. Like I'm, we talked about the Tiger Communications family. It truly has felt like a family because it feels like we have every type of personality here that you could think of. Um, but it's just been really great to know all of you guys. And I know you guys are going to do great things in the future. And I've definitely said if I um, whenever I do come back to the Atlanta area, I'm definitely going to try to come down here to Auburn to visit you guys and see how things are going. But um, I just, like I said, I really appreciate the opportunity that you guys have given me. And I'm truly uh, blessed to have known all you guys. And I definitely consider you guys friends. So you guys are definitely true friends of mine. We're definitely going to be able to keep in touch, have some shenanigans going on from a little further away, but still keep up with shenanigans and things like that. And to all the callers that wished me um best wishes i appreciate you guys as well it's been great to listen to all the callers throughout the years crazy calls whatever the type of call situations are but no i truly do appreciate the top opportunity that you guys have given me and uh it's it's definitely gonna be a huge step moving up to espn but um i'm looking forward to it but once again i couldn't have done it without you guys as far as being able to take a chance on a kid from atlanta and allow him to spread his wings and be able to grow into more of the young man, I guess you could say. I'm still a young man, but um, be the young man that um, hopefully everybody's proud of, and I want to make you guys proud as well. We have no doubt that you'll make us very proud, and we know there's a lot to learn, a lot of new experiences that you'll go through, but we know the type of person and character that you have, and we know that you will uh, be surrounded by more great people that will work with you, and we know you're going to do a great job at ESPN. That will do it for the show today. Uh, we thank those that tuned in and called in, as we always do. Brooks, hope you have a great weekend, sir. Thank you, sir. And uh, Javon, we'll get your grievances off the air. Uh, Brant, we appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. And Javon, we love you, buddy, and we're excited for you. And uh, it's just goodbye for now. Yep, love you all, too. Definitely going to have to call in from time to time and give some more opinions, hot takes, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. For Javon Cutler, Brant Daughtry, and Brooks Childress, I'm Ryan Lavoy. We hope everyone out there has a great weekend. We will talk to you next week.